Time for the Rural News with Kim Moody in Ōtotahi. And the debate about winter grazing is raging on. Kia ora Charlotte. Yeah, Animal Welfare Group SAFE has released videos taken by people around the country of cows knee-deep in mud. This comes just week, week just weeks after industry groups Beef and Lamb, Dairy NZ and Federated Farmers wrote to the Environment Minister asking him to further delay new winter grazing rules which are set to come into effect in November. Under the new rules, if farmers can't meet certain criteria, they will need to get a certified freshwater farm plan or apply for a resource Consent. The groups say the freshwater plans haven't been developed and councils are not ready for the flood of resource consent applications coming their way. But SAFE's Chief Executive Deborah Ashton says the new regulations, which were meant to come into effect in May last year, have been delayed long enough. She says the new footage is shocking. It shows cows knee-deep in mud. Clearly calves are being born in mud as well, which for any animal is completely unthinkable, and I don't think it gets much worse than that. Um, But certainly, you know, animals are having to live in these horrid, wet, muddy and cold conditions, and it just isn't good enough. And the government, quite simply, has to stop kicking the can down the road. Environment Minister David Parker has asked officials to assess how ready councils are to implement the intensive winter grazing regulations, something he expects to receive advice on shortly. He says under the new rules, farmers will only need resource consent if they can't comply with the default conditions. And he says the freshwater farm plans were never intended to to be in place by now, nor were meant to be a substitute for rules around intensive winter grazing. The government is reviewing the dairy quota allocation system in an effort to maximise export returns for New Zealand's dairy industry. Access into a number of dairy export markets is controlled through tariff quotas, which are given to processes based on the amount of milk they collect from farms. Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor says the recently signed free trade deals with the UK and European Union offer more opportunities for our exporters, so it's a good time to review the quotas. He says the government wants to ensure they're not missing the boat when it comes to profits for exporters under the free trade deals. The review will start later this year. Exports of lamb were down 8% in July compared to June, but despite the decrease, it was the largest volume for the month of July since 2008. Just over 25,000 tonnes were exported. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowd says lamb slaughter rates were up in June, creating more product for export. Frozen lamb exports made up 88% of the total for July. Now that's the largest percentage of frozen lamb exported over chilled since 2008. What we're seeing is those continuing shipping backlogs and concerns have seen a lot of the exporters steer away from the chilled lamb market as much as possible. Season to date, we've only shipped just under 37,000 tonnes of chilled lamb. Now that's about 23% lower than last season and over 16,000 tonne less than the five-year average. So this has seen that monthly percentage of chill fall to record low levels just as frozen lamb remains the safer option. That's Mel Crowd from AgriHQ. 
Tickets are now on sale for field days, which is taking place in November this year. The biggest agricultural trade show, trade show in the Southern Hemisphere normally takes place in June, but, but was postponed this year due to COVID restrictions. Event spokesperson Peter Nation says the event will look a bit different this year. Instead of wearing gun boots and beanies, people will be wearing bucket hats and jandals. He says over a thousand contractors will start building the event space at Mystery Creek in two weeks' time. A writer-turned-farmer is encouraging city dwellers to be more understanding of the slew of difficulties farmers face in trying to curb their on-farm emissions. Nicola Harvey's new book, Farm, The Making of a Climate Activist, chronicles her and her husband's return to New Zealand from Australia to become cattle farmers in the central North Island. She told Nine to Noon after using traditional farming methods, they began looking into regenerative techniques. So a simple change is that we have permanent pastures and we will produce silage each year to feed the cattle, but we don't sow winter crops. We don't feed our cattle anything other than grass and hay and silage. And that simple change has meant that the paddocks are never turned over and we have this incredible insects and bird life that is starting to really flourish on the farm. Nicola Harvey says there are misconceptions about farmers not caring about climate change, but in reality, it's an incredibly complex job. And just lastly, the country's largest spinach grower says supplies should improve in the coming weeks. A soggy, wet winter has resulted in a shortage of spinach and other leafy greens around the country. Leader Brand's General Manager of Farming, Gordon McPhail, says they've had a good run of winter in Gisborne, a good run of weather in Gisborne rather, which should lead to consistent supply of spinach soon. We're all dealing with it across the country, aren't we? And, and you're certainly seeing that come through in terms of supply shortages and, and ultimately you're seeing it in price around New Zealand. We're pretty confident that we're back into supply in the next couple of weeks. However, with the recent weather that's been around the country, you're going to see some challenges, localised challenges in, in, in supply of fresh vegetables. And like I said, I think you're always up against it in New Zealand with our weather conditions. Gordon McPhail says Lederbrand's 11 hectare greenhouse project, which is underway, will provide year-round salad production regardless of the weather. That's the Rural News. Koirate Purongo o te taifenua.